0: Here's your
1: conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. That is right, my friends. You've tuned in to America's Home for Conservative, Not Bitter Talk. And yes, I am your host, Todd Huff. And we're going to go through this uh, this Biden speech from yesterday, play some, uh, play some of it, talk about it, go through it. Um, Uh, The good, the bad, and the ugly—I suppose, right? So, that's what I want to to do today. Um, I guess in in before we do that, though, I want to talk a little bit about just well, what's I guess what's going on, um, what's going on in the nation of of Afghanistan, and it's it's truly tragic. Now there's a lot of there's a lot of pieces of this to sift through, right? There's the mismanagement of the troops leaving and what has transpired almost in I mean proverbial minutes after we you know made the final moves, we've got the whole concept of of nation building why we were engaged in that in the first place is that something we even should have been doing why we were in afghanistan to begin with who the taliban is what's going on the condition of the lives of people in the nation of afghanistan and what that means what that means for people especially women um and and young girls what that means for um the drastic change you've seen the probably by now the CNN I don't know the the field reporter I don't even know which who it was at the moment there's just so much information but on Sunday she's reporting from somewhere in Afghanistan I don't know if it was Kabul or where without a um you know a hijab on and then on Monday she has one on she's hearing chants of death to America and she's confused because she said the people seem peaceful or some. I mean, just kind of nonsensical gibberish like this. But, of course, that's that's what's happening at CNN or through the, the, the lens at CNN. Anyway, there's lots to unpack here. And I thought the best way to do this was by listening and talking through Biden's, Biden's speech. With some, some people, Nicole Wallace acts like this is... The greatest speech given by, you know, an American president ever, more or less. Nicole Wallace, I don't know. I it just, I, I just, the the perspective and the, the judgment and I, I don't know. That's, um, she didn't used to be, at least I didn't think back in the Bush years, this maybe delusional but i don't i don't know i guess working in msnbc will do that to you for all i know but here we i'm gonna i'm gonna play this i'm gonna play this i'm gonna talk about parts of this this is biden addressing
0: in the east room of the white house here's the president that have taken place the people yesterday week. and the steps were taken to address the rapidly evolving events my national security team and i have been closely monitoring the situation on the ground in afghanistan and moving quickly to execute the plans we had put in place to respond to every constituency, including in contingency.
1: Yeah, that's contingency, including- Joe. By the way, I, I see people on Twitter um, making <laughs> fun of Trump, What you got to laugh. Um, he's reading from a teleprompter, and the word Yosemite comes up, and he can't get it right. And people, people act as though that he can't pass a cognitive test because he can't pronounce Yosemite. Biden over here is saying uh, constituency, and the word is contingency. I mean, these things happen, right? These things happen when you are reading from a teleprompter. The amount of words that these folks have to say in a given day is a, is a lot. Okay, so just because someone slips up and mispronounces a word doesn't mean anything. Of course, there's a lot more going on there with Biden. I think it's worth it's worth pointing out. I also want to point out. I don't know if you've seen this, but there are people. You know, there's these uh, <laughs> detective sleuth-like folks on on Twitter, and they're saying Biden. They don't. They don't really think Biden was at Camp David. Now I'm not saying he was or wasn't, but there are things that they have picked out from the photo of Biden sitting there in, this, I guess, the Situation Room, the War Room, by himself, big empty room. Him, just him and some clever folks have photoshopped. <laughs> uh, my wife showed me a, a, a photoshopped picture of uh, Biden. They they had put Hunter Biden shirtless, smoking some illegal substance in one of the chairs. And then I don't know if you've seen the uh, uh, one of the, the workers for. Um, well, I someone else from the Biden administration that has. I've been on Twitter as well was sitting there um, so those sorts of things are happening on Twitter but Twitter also says look the the time zones on the clocks on the television are not accurate meaning the time difference between Moscow I forget the two cities Moscow and some other place it, it was it's supposed to be 3 hours this time of year and it's only 2 and the time difference between Iran and somewhere else is supposed to be an hour and a half this time of year, and it's only 30 minutes. And the time change happened March 9th or some such date. And so some people are saying he's not really there. This has been photoshopped. I don't, I'm not I'm just saying that this is the kind of stuff that, that happens. It is at least a bit suspicious that the war room I would not know the times of cities around the world, which that's one of the things you're supposed to be able to do is just look up and see oh man this is the time we're dealing with you know it's it's you know about to be dawn or it's you know the, the sun setting soon that's going to have an impact on events you know to be able to fluidly just have those conversations and it's it's not right not by dramatic amounts but something is is wrong of course with the, the with the government today I'm surprised they get anything right but that's just a side note but people are asking where Biden even as he came out yesterday, gave a speech, wouldn't a- answer any questions, and went back to his. Well, the CNN's calling it a retreat. Imagine if Trump did this again. I, you can imagine, and it wouldn't be treated any way the same as it is. It wouldn't be treated the same way as it is. Um, you know, for Biden, nothing would be remotely close to the same. But anyhow. There is some question about that, and people think that he's, he's somewhere else. I'm not suggesting. I think that I'm just sharing because it is peculiar that those times
0: would be wrong in the war room, wherever he was. The collapse we're seeing now. I'll speak more in a moment about the specific steps we're taking, but I want to remind everyone how we got here and what America's interests are this in important. Afghanistan.
1: That's right. This is important. We
0: went to Afghanistan almost 20 years ago. With clear goals. Get those who attacked us on September 11th, 2001. That's right. And make sure Al-Qaeda could not use Afghanistan as a base from which to attack us again.
1: This is accurate.
0: We did that. Okay. We severely degraded Al-Qaeda in Afghanistan. True. We never gave up the hunt for Osama bin Laden and we got him. That was a decade ago. Our mission in Afghanistan was never supposed to have been nation building. It was never supposed to be creating a unified, centralized democracy. Our only vital national interest in Afghanistan remains today what it has always been: preventing a terrorist attack on America's homeland.
1: Okay, let's pause there. I don't disagree with this. Okay, but there, it also is not necessarily as cut and dry, and there's other factors here that that are being glossed over. So. For starters he 's right. the reason we went to Afghanistan twenty almost twenty years ago was because of nine eleven which by the way was the worst terrorist attack, the worst attack on this country um, in in modern history. I mean there's nothing like it. You, Pearl Harbor back on december seventh nineteen forty one was was comparable uh, you know very comparable as far as uh, just the the amount of damage and death inflicted on on this nation on one day, that was uh, conducted by warplanes, Japanese zeros attacking the island of Oahu and other places in the Hawaiian Islands, but particularly uh, Pearl Harbor and taking out our uh, our naval base and most of our uh, battleships and naval assets in the Pacific, so that they could run free and without having any interference from the United States in the South Pacific as they took over islands and expanded the evil empire of Japan that's what was happening in those days 911 was something that was conducted by a group of of ter- <coughs> excuse me of terrorists a group of terrorists and led by Osama bin Laden and they were training in Afghanistan, this was home the home base. Afghanistan was the home base, right? And for those that want to compare 9-11 to January 6th, it is a completely absurd, absolutely ridiculous. It is not even remotely comparable, the two things. They don't even deserve to be anywhere in the same universe, discussion, anything of the source. These things are too... Totally different things. And again, not justifying anything in particular that happened on January. That's not at all what I'm saying. I am simply saying they're not comparable. We've just been through this recently where people want to say that January 6th was worse, <laughs> was worse than September 11th. That is completely and utterly false. It's, it is beyond laughable to suggest that so anyway so we did go to afghanistan for the purposes biden just spoke about here we went to afghanistan to basically eradicate al-qaeda break up their network their infrastructure go after their their leadership go after their membership whatever they called themselves these terrorists and bring them to justice take care of them ultimately going after bin laden Himself, who, by the way, by the time we captured him, was operating a f- what a few miles away from a army base. I think it was army, a military base in Pakistan. Thank you, Bob Obama, for teaching me how to say that. So this is accurate. The pr- it's it's more complicated though because here's what we we learned. So you're forced with the decision you you go in you stabilize the country or you, you go after the terrorists you also in the process realize that the reason that these folks are the folk, al qaeda is being able to uh, operate freely is because the taliban doesn't really care the taliban is not a good group of people themselves they're not necessarily directly involved in terrorism against the United States of America but they're they're terrorizing and abusing their own people and they don't really care they who knows i mean they're not they're not friends of the United States they just want to create uh sharia law they want to they want to rule with a the caliphate they want to make women subjected to these uh, to their wishes and demands over there. This is not a good group of people. And so when you, we come to realize if we leave, if we leave and create this void, the Taliban's going to, you know, take back over and they are, it's going to be a repeat of what we just had. And so you have this, this tension and I'm not arguing one way or the other. I'm just trying to explain that there's a real conversation. It's not as though I'm sure someone got there and thought, hey, since we're here, let's go ahead and build this nation up uh, in a way that's you know more westernized. And, and I understand the allure to that because if you can have places in the Middle East or in that region, general region of the world that are uh, open and accepting to freedom— which is how all humans, by the way, every human is created to be free. I don't buy this notion that says, "Oh, these people, you know, this group of people, that group of people don't don't want freedom." I mean, did you see the people that were chasing the airplane, the the, the military aircraft down the tarmac? Did you see that there were people that were on that aircraft as it took off? Two of them, it appears. I mean, they were from a very very high altitude had fallen off the aircraft and uh, to their deaths i mean the, just to get out of afghanistan you, you've probably seen or heard by now um, reports of women officials elected officials in afghanistan i saw one i think on fox There's just so i just it's a, it, i i've been deluged with information i think it was on fox one of these women uh, legislators in afghanistan was talking about being afraid for for her life you have you have uh, interpreters and their families who are afraid for their lives because the taliban is back in charge and they want to go find the people that were helping the americans there's reports that they're going door to door trying to find out who they who they were who these folks are and i mean it's unspeakable what is perhaps waiting for the folks that they either believe were helping the Americans or the folks that really were helping the Americans or some combination. It's unspeakable. This is, these are real people. These are real people facing real oppression. And my wife said last night, she's exactly right. She's like, you know, I think about these Olympic athletes... I think that, that this country is truly oppressive. And we look and we see this is, you know, people hanging on to an airplane to escape that country because they do not want to be subjected to the Taliban. It is that horrific. It is that people would would willingly hang on. I just just think about that. There's no chance of survival. If you grab onto an airplane, that's going to go. Cruising to thirty or forty thousand feet, even if you do somehow manage to hang on to an aircraft at whatever five six hundred knots or whatever it's going, if you're able to do that at even at a hang on but to at at those altitudes, there's not enough oxygen i mean it's it's that hopeless there's that is what folks are willing to do to escape that, and yes. There are legitimate questions about what we were doing, why we were there for that long. But then again, there's another part of me that says – well, that clearly knows this wasn't the best way. There's no way. There is no way that this is the best way to leave this. This is an unmitigated dumpster fire. It is – and it is destroying the lives of, of people over in Afghanistan that were told and that were taught to trust the Americans – and we we just completely abandoned them again. I'm not I'm not saying we should have been engaged in, e- in eternal conflict over there, but why was there no other solution? I mean, Biden presents as, as his speech unfolds as almost a straw man that says we either stayed here and fought this war forever, or we left today the way that we did. It seems to me that the way uh, that well that that hum- human uh, logic demands that there's probably hundreds of other options besides those two. Why couldn't we have maintained a presence should we have? I mean, is that preferable to this? Is this not going to, you know, lead to the same thing we had in the early the late 90s and early 2000s when they were allowing al-Qaeda to operate from here? How is this in the best interest of the United States in order to Get our troops out. We're actually now sending more there. Does this make sense? I mean, it's, it's one big colossal mess and failure that we can agree upon. There's no other way. There's no other way to look at this. Biden, Biden kind of tries to blow it under, uh, blow it under the bridge and say, well, you know, this uh, no matter when we left, this is what was going to happen. <laughs> For from the people who everything is optic is based upon optics right to the group to the people who who before they, they'll they'll talk behind stage without their masks on and right before they come out we'll put it on i saw some guy do this the other day was standing there without a mask put his mask on for 5 seconds as he walked out and then took his mask off at the podium i think i retweeted that video i don't even know who it was some some official for for a group that is this focused on optics To act like, well, you know, this is going to happen anyway. Then why did you say a couple days ago that there was no way? A couple weeks ago, 300,000 Afghan army was going to protect the nation and they were going to hold firm in all this. What happened to that? Lots of questions, lots to discuss. I'm long in this segment. uh, Quick time out. Listening to Conservative Not Better Talk, I'm your host Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. back my friends again I I just I take no no pleasure in this I know that for some people and you know people like this this is an opportunity to, to I don't know for for the side that you don't like to have a political loss or whatever right and I do not look at it like this this is this is these are real people this is our country this is what we've been uh, contending and dealing with or trying to have a solution to or work ourselves through for 20 years in Afghanistan. And th- this is truly sad. And it, it is clear, 100% clear, that this this uh, migration, or well, that's not the right word, that this... Departure from um, Afghanistan was completely and utterly mismanaged. It was. And I'm not saying, y- you can say that e- even if you believe we shouldn't have been there, even if you believe we should have left, maybe we should have been there originally and left decades ago, or well, a decade ago after we got bin Laden. Whatever you're thinking is, whatever you're thinking is, this the way that this happened was disastrous and people people are paying the price for this it's truly it's just awful and again i i fully understand I and mean, i'm not making the case that america should be we cannot fix everybody's problems in the world that's that's not at all what i'm saying either but i think we can look at this and say surely there's some middle ground between I mean we're there right we're there for reasons that I think I think people looking back in time would have said that was what we had to do in 2001 we had to go and destroy these terrorists where they were before they started bringing the fight more to the United States we had to eradicate you know drive them out get them out of their uh, the, drive them out of the caves. Expose them, go after them, take them out, figure out who they were working with, take them out. Right? I mean, that's what we did. I, I don't think that. Um, I don't think that we we had to do that. I I think we had to do that. I don't think there was any other solution. Is what I'm saying. And that that was these situations. They always they turn messy because there is so much. There's so much history and so much, oh my goodness, uh, the, the, what the, the problems with the Taliban and the rationale and the reasoning and the things that they want to do, the way that they govern, take over the lives of people. Again, particularly women and the things that they're, the people that live under the rule of the Taliban are subjected to. I mean this is this is not good stuff it gets it gets messy, and then you start asking yourself, well, if these people rule again and this is really what they believe, even though they're they're not openly and actively engaged in terrorism against the United States, is this not going to send us right back to that position? Maybe we can maybe we can empower the Afghan people. This was the thinking again, I'm not justifying it, I'm just simply saying it it's understandable in some capacity to think, okay, now we've got to figure out a way to prevent this country, making this country hate us, right? Because if if they hate us, if they – um, well, at least – maybe that's not the way to say it – allow this country the opportunity to, to truly be free and to elect the type of people at once running its government instead of making them subjected to people – who are hell bent on instituting Sharia law, antiquated ways of of living, evil. Instead of having that, and then creating pockets where Al Qaeda can freely operate, because you know the Taliban is is understanding to the to the to Al Qaeda, because you know they're just taking Sharia law to the next level and they're going after the great Satan. So, I mean, there's a level of there's a point to where you, we understand or we should understand what's, you know, what's going on there and why decisions were made without necessarily justifying them completely. Likewise, I understand why we're out of Afghanistan, but what I cannot get my head around, and I don't think any reasonable person can, is how that went down and how on earth, how on earth it can be this bad so quickly I saw Clay Travis tweeted something out. Um, How could the experts be this wrong in Afghanistan, right? I mean, Biden was up there five, six weeks ago telling us how there was really nothing to worry about. This was not going to happen. We were not going to evacuate our embassy like we did in Saigon, Vietnam, and whatever it was, the mid-70s, 75, I think. So that wasn't going to happen. If you see the pictures of the helicopter evacuation, it literally almost looks exactly, truly exactly the same. You could tell someone that that was the same photo from the same location, and they would probably believe that it was true. It quite literally looked exactly the same. There's no easy answers here, but the first thing is we have to admit that we royally screwed up here. We royally screwed up here, and we've got—there the, that. are major consequences as a result. People that have worked hand-in-hand hand with our military whose lives are now in jeopardy. Who knows? I mean, some of them may have already been captured. I don't—I'm not saying that that's the truth, but it is a—it is certainly a possibility. People doing their best to get on airplanes and get out of there, hanging on to airplanes to avoid— to avoid being subjected to the rule of tyrants. I mean, really, that's what we're dealing with. People will do anything to get out of the out of that situation. Hanging on to airplanes. And we believe, not you and I, but there are people that believe that America is the problem with the world. Give me a freaking break. You're not serious. You're just not serious if you're saying that. You have no... You have no understanding or no empathy towards your fellow human being. If you think that this country is anywhere remotely, I just, it, it infuriates me, folks, to think that. The level of hatred or programming or just a lack of critical thinking to where someone believes this place, this United States of America, is anywhere remotely as bad as, as much of the world is. If you don't want to think America is the greatest nation, okay, fine. I think you're wrong. I think it's demonstrably obvious that America is. But okay, we're not talking about number one. We're talking about the most evil, and America is nowhere near the the the, the, the conversation as 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 to what you know whether it's the number one country. You have places like Iran and North Korea and Afghanistan under the leadership of the Taliban and. Pakistan and I mean you, you've got Cuba, Venezuela. I mean, give me China, the Soviet Union, heck, even Russia. I mean, today we we have people fleeing, you know, Burma. I, I I just it's it's not living in reality. It's people who have been, I don't know, just fed a line by these radical professors or something because it's it's nonsensical. Kind of take a break. By the way, program brought to you in part by our friends at Inter- Interior Construction Services. Competitive prices. They have residential, commercial construction services. You can check them out on their website, interiorconstruct.com, interiorconstruct.com, or call them, 317-991-4660, located in Indianapolis, servicing the central Indiana region, 317 991 4660 interior construct.com is their website quick timeout back here in just a minute welcome back my friends so. Let's go back to some of this speech. I, again, I just want to play um, and, and talk through parts of this this speech. He blames Trump um, in this speech as well. Also says the buck stops here with him. I've, I've learned Biden likes to talk uh, like the, the tough guy, right, like he did with the corn pop stories. Man, my favorite stories of Biden. If he could just get—I tell you what, if this guy— If we could remove all power from him and just have him tell Corn Pop stories, I could be down with that. I could listen to this guy talk about the legend of Corn Pop all day because it's entertaining. And, of course, it probably never happened, but it's still entertaining and it's harmless at that point. Maybe we could get him a Netflix series or something like that talking about Biden and the legend of Corn Pop. I could be down with that. But letting this guy run the free world is something altogether... Different, and there are consequences for well, I say elections, and of course that opens a whole other can of worms that i don't want to go into this morning because um like it or not, he's the president he's the one that's you know calling the, the shots right now i'm not saying that um, don't read any more into that i 'm just simply saying this is the reality that we 're dealing with um and we're going to have to uh, figure, figure this out and hold these folks accountable and replace them with adults. But here Biden is continuing his speech on Afghanistan.
0: I've argued for many years that our missions should be narrowly focused on counterterrorism, not counterinsurgency or nation building. That's why I opposed the surge when it was proposed in 2009 when I was vice president. And that's why as president, I'm adamant we focus on the threats we face today in 2021, not yesterday's threats. Today, the terrorist threat has metastasized well beyond Afghanistan, al-Shabaab in Somalia, al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula, al-Nusra in Syria, ISIS attempting to create a caliphate in Syria and Iraq, and establishing affiliates in multiple countries in Africa and Asia. These threats... Warn our
1: attention. can we pause there? Can we pause there? The last time we really heard about ISIS, when was that? Remember ISIS at the end of the Obama administration was running wild. They had they literally had parts of nations under their control. I've said before on this program that if we drew maps at that point in time, we would have had to have drawn a map of, of Syria or of Iraq that said, "This really isn't Syria. This is ISIS." This little territory right here belongs to ISIS. You know, the people that are beheading people like it's sport, executing people, trying to execute people in a new way so that it gets viewed on YouTube and that... I mean, they were having... Remember they were having, uh, like, Hollywood-type productions. I mean, it looked like trailers to movies. Some of these folks trained in you know, Western film courses and so, so forth. I mean, this was... I mean, the production value of this stuff was high quality I mean they're complete animals and barbarians and evil scum of the earth but this was they had people that were putting together high quality trailers of their of their atrocities and wickedness trying to recruit more people recruiting people from the United States remember young kids young young adults whatever young people getting on planes you know jumping off of, of you know somewhere in in Europe, making their way into the the uh, into ISIS. And some of them shockingly found out it just wasn't that appealing when they got there. They wanted out of it. Forced marriages and all this kind of stuff. I mean, just disgusting, brutal, horrible stuff. And then lo and behold, it, again, what a coincidence. What a magnificent coincidence. President Trump came into office, and guess what? ISIS was... Eradicated again. Now, again, it is just so maddening to me to look at the, the I mean, this, we've always lived in a tumultuous world. There, 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 bad things can happen on anybody's watch as leader of the free world, but it's something different when you are the factor that makes it what it is. And that is, candidly, what I think has been going on under this administration. This was completely mismanaged. They have a history of, well, watching terrorists rise in power. ISIS is, the, I would say, the most recent example. And now we've the Taliban, which I would say, while they may not be engaged in global terrorism exporting terrorism to take down the great Satan, which is of course the United States in their warped perspective. They still engage in terrorism locally. They they rule by Sharia law and they will do whatever it takes to get the political outcome that they want, torturing, killing, terrifying people that they have under their control they do not have a good track record they became buddies with with al-qaeda and now they're back in back in control what could possibly go wrong it is just sad it is sad it was avoidable this did not have to be the way that it was no matter what biden and his speechwriters try to convince us of and look there were things with this speech that i did agree with there were There were things that I thought he's got points here, but you know what? What it comes down to is that this transition was completely atrociously mismanaged. And I've got to take a break back here in just a minute. Quickly, here's Biden blaming Trump for what's going on. Not surprising.
0: Came in office. I inherited a deal that President Trump negotiated with the Taliban. Mm-hmm. Under his agreement, U.S. forces would be out of Afghanistan by May 1, 2021. Okay. Just a little over three months after I took office. U.S. forces had already drawn down during the Trump administration from roughly 15,500 American forces to 2,500 troops in country. Mm-hmm. Was anything happening and in the May? The Taliban was at its strongest militarily since 2001. The choice I had to make as your president... Here we go. ...was either to follow through on that agreement or be prepared to go back to fighting the Taliban in the middle of... ...of the spring fighting season. There would have been no ceasefire after May 1. There was no agreement protecting our forces after May 1. There was no status quo okay. of stability without a- I
1: just got to stop for the sake of time, but... I mean, that's the... the I'm surprised you didn't say, I, you know... We either had to follow Trump's plan or go to nuclear war. as though there's no other option here on the table. I just... To me, it just seems like there's, there's, there has to be something else inexcusable how this transpired. Gotta take a break. Back in a minute. Welcome back. This situation in Afghanistan. We've got a long. A long way to go and 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 seeing how we navigate through this and hopefully hopefully the united states will do the right thing here and protect those interpreters and those folks who had been helping this nation over the past 20 years um from facing consequences i i don't know what to what to think about this of course this brings back In some ways, I'm not saying it's the same thing at all, but it just reminds me of how they at least covered up or changed course or tried to make it look like something different in Benghazi. This is their first reaction is to cover it up politically. So hopefully it doesn't get any worse. Folks, I got to go. SDG. See you tomorrow. Take care.